What's happening, my friends? Let's see, what's the date? Today's the 15th, 15th of June. Pull on out of my office. Rami's Indian Deli sure is packed. It's a uh, pretty nice afternoon. Today was a beautiful day. Let's see. What went on? I slept my ass in because I had a, a pretty busy Monday. And the weekend was also busy. I should mention that, address that. Right now, we went to a wedding. It was a wedding of my wife, Mandy. It was her um, her cousin's. And so they got married, and it was at a place in Vernon Valley, New Jersey. (laughs) Ah, that makes me feel good. That's a nice little pick-me-up right there. My friend Coop and Chuck sitting out on their stoop. I was just about to pull this podcast and just abandon ship on it, you know? I don't know why. Um, look at this lady. She's reaching shit in the fucking pool. Is what she's doing. New text message from Hayward Bell. Got fucking Hayward Bell. I'm gonna get that dude squared away. Let's see what we got. You're welcome, Peter. Two new text messages. There you go. There you go. Okay. I'm rescheduling people. Sometimes, you know, trying to figure things out, right? Trying to figure things out. Trying to shuffle the cards. Jesus Christ. I'm getting a shitload. 9 a.m. Fucking great. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, where this communication is going to shake out. We got all kinds of things. We got freaking social media. We got landlines. We got text messages. All these things. And sometimes my staff will get on my ass because I do a lot of the work. Like I will, you know, people have text messages. <laughs> people have a direct line to me. So as you can hear, my freaking celly blowing up. Sometimes they will reach out and they'll try to reschedule that way and move around their appointments and try to get in and they'll undermine the front desk who's sitting there by a phone willing and ready to get everybody squared away. I understand that this is this is um, a problem in that regard, but you know Tuesdays we're off and then Wednesdays we got a busy, busy day and I want to make sure that we hit the ground running, so... I stopped in, listened to the voicemails, Joe Blow, um, Dick Lick, all these different folks are like, oh, I gotta, I can't come in at that time, I like to reschedule, and they're trying, they want to get in later in the week, so I'm trying to accommodate everybody. You know, I get a little bit anxious in the summers, just a little bit. As it's vacation season and people are, they're both available 
and unavailable, right? Because they want to be heading off on vacation and forget the world. And there's a lot of that, a lot of energy to that effect this year in particular. But um, they also are off school and, and some their teachers, they might be off work. So they might have a little bit more of an easily uh, manipulated schedule more options to work with. So so I stopped in, I shot some text messages rather than dumping it all on Angie's lap tomorrow morning when she shows up. I figure I'd try to shuffle the cards today and get everybody squared away. All right, so that seems to have worked its way out. And my point ultimately is that here I have my cell phone, I'm looking at it all the time anyway. If somebody's got a conflict or they want to get in, or they want to get rearrange their schedule, reschedule, or something like that. If I do it now, then my day is better tomorrow because there's no holes in the day. Um, there's also, um, you know, everything's making unknowns knowns on your day off is very important so that you can have a nice productive day uh, the following day, and presumably where there's no bullshit. So that's a little something that I do, and I've always done to some degree. Yes, people have an inside track to me. I am the product at Healthy Balance Chiropractic. It's the way it is. I'm not trying to be a fucking, you know, some friggin' deity or whatever. I'm not trying to play God here. It's just, these are my patients. I care for them. I'm accessible to them, and... It's a blessing and a curse sometimes, you know? But we're not making widgets, as I always say. This is people's health and people's hearts, and that I'm, I'm, I'm at their service. That's what's got me this far, so I ain't going to fucking change it. You got a problem with it? You can suck a dick, okay? Back to the, uh, ooh, the sun's coming out now. It looks nice. Um... Back to the wet weekend wedding. So we took our friends, the Wormans, who together we are the Warbursts, and we get together. We're going to be doing a beach vacation later on in the summer, late July, and we teamed up to get together for this wedding because Mandy and her cousin Nicole are very tight, and so the rest of the family is as well. We had a nice weekend away. Stayed in this beautiful resort called the Appalachian at Mountain Creek, which is in Vernon Valley. This was me going on and on about the, the former Action Park location where, you know, there was a documentary about called Class Action Park. It was fucking awesome. So this is the spot, and it was beautiful, and there were remnants. To the, uh, to the train die, there were remnants of Action Park. And you can imagine, but it was so rural, this road we took, we, as soon as we got, took Route 78 into Easton and got through Easton, man, we were, forget it, all of a sudden we were um, in the middle of nowhere, and it was New Jersey yet, people always think about Jersey and the turnpike and the parkway and the congested shore points and all that, and the attitudes and the mob guys and all that shit, but uh, this is a different altogether part of uh, New Jersey, northwestern New Jersey, Sussex County. I was, in fact, born in Warren County, town which is just 
just south of this um, this Mountain Creek Resort. It's called uh, Warren County, a town called Hackettstown. It was the county seat, I believe, and so that was where I was born, 1975, February 26th. So, so yeah. So we had a freaking great weekend. It was beautiful, a little overcast on the way up, but when we got there, we took these gondolas, which are basically um, upgraded ski lifts that you could stand in, and, and uh, there were people that were riding down the mountain. They were taking these ski, these gondolas, loading their mountain bikes on there, and get to the top, and they just coast down, do all their tricks and cool shit. It looked awesome. Um, there was man, woman, and child up there doing that. It looked like they're having a great time. Then we we got our best duds on, so we freaking take the Mountain Creek uh, gondolas up. A little overcast, beautiful weather though. Other than that, nice and cool, but not too cool. We get to the top. We're dressed for success. There's a beaut- there's a violinist playing all the best wedding tunes. And the bride and groom and their people, they gathered and they celebrated. And the sun popped out halfway through the ceremony. We went down the hill to this beautiful ballroom that was like a very, um, very wooden, very uh, like a chalet sort of thing, ski chalet set up. Beautiful. Everything, all this freaking craft, fine craftsmanship and rugged interior, rustic look. That's shit that I like beautiful, perfect for the venue, everyone had a great time, food was good, we drank and ate too much, we had made great memories, and the couple were wedded, and uh, uh, they had a great story that was told by Mandy's other cousin Frankie, Uh, he's a great, he's like a minister for hire, he's also a veterinary pharmaceutical rep, so he's very versatile, one of the nicest greatest people you ever freaking meet in your life if you ever so honored uh, he really is a favorite he's very good at a lot of things so uh, we love Frankie he officiated the occasion we had a great time like I said the, 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 this resort we stayed at we got a two bedroom and it had a kitchenette and all this stuff I guess if you go skiing maybe you stay for a week and you, you know it's got all the the, the uh, comfort to a home, and then some. This is like brand new, beautiful room. So, we're very thankful for that. And it was just a nice little getaway. But of course, then it's Sunday. We, we woke up early the next morning. We head home. We got home by noon. Everything well went well with the Momi sitter. That's our chocolate Labrador mutt. Um, Freakazoid Rescue Lab. She was watched by my friend Perry who did a great job, and there were no problems there, so that was awesome, and then, uh, the weekend was fucking over, and now it's already almost Wednesday, and we're almost done with this week, you know, it'll be Father's Day weekend, so we will have, uh, some celebrations this weekend, and then into next week, at the end of next week, we're going to be packing up our shit and closing the office for a week, heading out to Michigan, living the lake life. So a lot to look forward to. Kids and wife are off. They're getting things done. My wife and daughter went to the 
the outlets today. It feels almost like a weekend. I went over to the Predator's Perch chainsaw carving. I fucking knocked out some of that, about a, about a three hours worth or more. I fine-tuned that carving. It's starting to look really, really nice. I got my color schemes laid out. I'm going to paint that fox. Uh, characteristic foxy colors. I'm going to clean that area up. Varnish the shit out of that. Hit it with some linseed oil. Prior to that, maybe uh, spray some sort of uh, toxic but non-toxic kind of... Um, insecticide just so I can kill any of the remaining ash borers and other things that inhabit that tree and put their I mean it's fucking nice and I got a little bit of fine tuning this shit is going to be tight it's going to be awesome so I'm excited to do that I want to knock that out by the end of next week and I also have to knock out another carving by Friday next week, and that is uh, a Nittany Lion. I don't know how the hell I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull it off somehow. I wish I had an apprentice. I need like a saw bitch. Saw bitch is, is not, tr- not trying to be disparaging of anybody, least of which the female form, but saw bitch is a term that uh, is utilized for chainsaw carvers, somebody who can, can go over, who can gas up your saws, who can put the bar oil in your saws, uh, who can uh, clean things up, rake the friggin' debris, bag it up and so you can get it out of there. Maybe they help you paint it, seal it, do some detail work on it so that you can do other things. You know what I mean? Like I'm the, I need somebody like you know, Geppetto had a freaking Pinocchio. I need like a Pinocchio in there, but not a lion piece of shit like Pinocchio was. I need somebody to get over there. I'm going to try to talk my kids into it. I want them to clean that area up. I want them to work together to apply this varnish. Just set them to work on it while I work on something else. Um, it's going to be a busy week in terms of carving. I'm going to try to knock out all this shit, you know. So that we can go on vacation, and uh, I'll be cashing some checks, I'm going to get some vacation money. Got about, I don't know, probably $700, $800 for this waving bear I still have to deliver to a great marine buddy. And then I got a fucking, this is going to be a $1,000 job, the Predator's Perch. And I got mis- miscellaneous other jobs that I got to do that could could make me a bunch of money too. So um, it was my goal, remember, to work through these uh, this big pile of wood that I have out there, and I want to continually do that because before we know it, it's going to be the fall, and there's going to be students and all that shit, you know, teaching again. I don't know when the fuck I'm going to be able to to do the things that I want to do, do my carving and all that. There's no, you know, the sky's the limit with the office being busy and all that. I'm happy about all these things, but there is a scarcity of time to do the things that you want to do. 
like there is a scarcity of these days, these Tuesdays are, that are off, and you don't have any many other commitments, so you can kind of just chill out. Who the fuck is this? My wife. Hold on. Hey, Lom. So I, I, so I went to Lowe's and I stopped by the office and now I'm pulling into Sam's. Uh, I'm pulling into Souderton. If you want to come down here and walk with me. Okay. All right. Okay. Oof. All right. Thank you. I love you. Bye. Oof. So, there you have it. I don't know if you guys could hear that, but this is like the fucking rat race that it is, right? I know you don't feel bad for me, but I'm picking Sam up. He's at a football mini camp. We got fucking tires and shit out here throwing passes, hanging out, doing all this shit. He was already tired and sore um, before I showed up here or when I dropped him off an hour or two ago. It's all good, though. Now I'm going to take a fucking walk. I'm going to walk around this entire uh, school a couple times. I'm going to get some freaking PT in. Because there's one thing that I've wanted to do, it is to walk and to just just walk and talk or walk and think, just or walk and just walk to do something mindless and not have to worry about any of the little details, little nuances and shit. <clears throat> Sometimes when you when your kids are they're at their activities, then you can do your shit, right? So that's what I'm going to do right now. So, let's see what we got. Alright, so covered that. Let's see. We got the weekend, the wedding, we got the office schedule, trying to read the plays to make a better week. We got vacations coming up. We got wood carvings. Oh, I ate a cicada today. I said, fuck it, man. I, I'm tired of hearing about these things. Oh, well, cicadas are so abundant. I love them. I'm interested in them, these little critters. Uh, people are saying, well, you can if you have a shellfish allergy, then don't eat them. I don't have no damn shellfish allergy. I love steak and sh- or shrimp and, and lobsters and shellfish and all that shit. Crabs, I'll eat it all. So I, I went to town on it. What I did was I friggin' had my torch. I singed it with my torch burned his wings off, and uh, just freaking roasted it right there, and ate it right off a pile of sawdust, what do you think about that, you fucks, why not, you know they're edible, I, I looked up, make sure I google it first, and they said that in fact they are edible, and no need to worry about it, don't gotta tell me twice, I went to town on this bugger, I ate two of them, they were a little nutty, little chewy, little, uh, you know, there are exoskeletons in there, so, uh, maybe like a, it's almost like you're eating a, a mouthful of, uh, sunflower seeds, 
minus the salt. So it was pretty good. And if they're nutritious, then great. I'm, I'm glad. I hope all these birds and snakes and raccoons and everything around here uh, feast on them because they're going to die anyway. They mate. They fall to the ground. They mate. They they climb to the top of the tree. They sing. They mate. They die, and the offspring go back into the ground and come out 10 or 17 years later. Right, so, so I ate those bastards. That was a highlight. I posted a video on Instagram and Facebook so people could see what I'm up to. And this carving is going to be awesome, my friend. So stoked about the progress made on this carving. And, and, and now that I'm going to get into the painting, the painting of it, I'm going to pull out my airbrushing kit. I have all these paints and stuff. And I'll get my airbrushes ready to rock and roll, and I'm just going to go crazy on it, you know. And so I'm looking forward to adding the fine details, putting the eyes in and all that. It's going to be really nice. So that's cool. That's fun. That's something to look forward to, to make people happy, to, to make a nice little carving, a piece of art that represents what they're about. And the process of me showing up and doing this and each day... It looks better and better and better, hopefully, right? So now it's going to look really nice. So that's cool. In closing, I would like to just share some information on, uh, you know, it is interesting. Life is interesting. Yes, yes. Um, I'm listening to an excellent podcast right now. It is Lex Friedman. And he is interviewing this Daniel Schmachtenberger, right, who I tell you all about. And I hope that you've had the, um, been intrigued enough to give him a chance. This guy is fucking brilliant. He's like a, a living genius. You know, we always talk about these folks like a, an Einstein or whatever. This guy is fucking real smart. Like, real smart. But he doesn't, he doesn't sound, I mean, he, he speaks a little bit of a different language, but it's not indecipherable, like you should be able to follow him, um, and these two are talking about existential things, and, um, you know, life, and aliens, and, um, social media, and, uh, rivalrous dynamics, and the potential that we'll be a self-terminating species, right, meaning that we just, we just, you know, we do a lot of we, we do a lot of cool things, right? We produce things. We uh, I'll give you a for instance. When I hit the rack last night, they were talking about how there are first, second, you know, third order effects. Let's say first and second. Let's stick with that of fossil fuels of the discovery of oil. But first order effects are we have a product that we can distill into a fuel, gas, oil, you know, to make engine, the internal combustion engines operate. And we can do, in so doing, we can power the world. All these cars and planes and all that stuff. Those are the first order effects. Those are positives. The second order effects are not so positive. We have things like pollution and climate change. 
oil spills, things like that, you know, that are not very good. So uh, another, maybe nuclear energy, okay? We learn how to split the atom. We can do incredible things with nuclear energy, you know, that has, we can basically make limitless energy if we can find a way to make it in a way it's not radioactive and, and destructive of ecosystems and mankind and all that stuff, then it's, it's wonderful. Those are the first order effects, produce fuel. Second order effects, we make the atom bomb. We drop it on a couple um, cities during World War II. Um, and now we're getting to the point where you can have things like uh, other technologies that could be weaponized, like uh, certainly um, hacking, techno-hacking, you know, like we've seen with these recent ransomware attacks. Um, these can shut down companies, it can shut down governments perhaps, and shut the grid down. So there's positives with all the technology. Social media is another one. Uh, you know, so it's, it's designed to connect people in a positive way, but, you know, the algorithms that they created, ultimately they found that the most effective algorithms hacked us, hacked our limbic system, you know, so that we were looking at the, you know, Kim Kardashian's butt cheeks or, um, you know, the most recent political phrase or what Trump is doing or what, you know, horrible murders and, you know, unfortunate things like that, that when we see, we can't look away, right? It's like a car crash. You can't, you don't look away, right? So the social media algorithms, rather than connecting people in a meaningful way and helping us learn and evolve in a positive way, it's dividing us and, and by hacking into these deep aspects of our brain that have to do with fear and, um, um, drama and stuff like that. We're we're all kind of like bought it hook, line, and sinker. So the second, there's often consequences. We can call those second order effects secondary to the intended effect, which is might be a positive, right? Now we're going to talk about biohacking. We can take a technology like CRISPR and hack the genome. Maybe we can find the gene that, that is responsible for creating a horrible cancer or a terrible um, birth defect or something like that. We can cut that gene out, snip it out with this CRISPR technology. Uh, what if um, somebody else starts tinkering around with that? A smart person, a group of people, a, a government, a terrorist organization does something terrible. Uh, purposes, you know, the technology in a bad way. The second order effects can be a problem. So back to the, you know, full circle back to the notion of a self-terminating um, society, species. Or are we going to ultimately, you know, with all of our technological advancements and stuff like that, are these technologies going to wind up in the wrong hands and result in even more um, of a, a negative in a similar way to like climate change is a great one, right? It's classic. 
create all these machines. They all run on fuel sources, increase uh, you know, carbon, uh, greenhouse gases that heat up the earth, and we're basically going to slow cook ourselves to death. You know, it's going to be it's going to be responsible for increasing add heat to something. It heats a catalyst, right? So more energy, more storm systems, faster winds, currents, um, hurricanes, tornadoes, flooding, stuff like that. Things that we can't, it'll spin out of control and can really be devastating. So, um, so that is, (laughs) that might sound like a negative podcast, but it's actually very, very interesting, uh, Information. So check out the Lex Friedman podcast because this guy's brilliant, and Daniel Schmachtenberger is like fucking—he's a genius, man. It's really interesting to me to hear this guy talk. You can find that on YouTube or wherever podcasts are made. Um, but I was going to say about existentialism—you know, there's been some pretty—I've um, had some deaths in the family recently, people who are close to me. You know, one of my patients passed last week. He was laid to rest on Saturday. Guy, I love him. You know, we're great friends. I couldn't be at his funeral because I went to that wedding. Uh, I said in a previous podcast that I would rather celebrate the living than, you know, hang my head over a death. And I think that that, this gentleman would feel the same way. I'll remember him for always. And recently I learned today that my my aunt, somebody who I hadn't seen for decades, but she was uh, a great aunt. You know, when I was growing up, my sister and I would go up to North Jersey and we'd spend some time there. And we um, she always showed us a good time. She always took care of us. A lot of laughs, a lot of great times. And she was a good person and, and somebody who I knew loved us, even though she didn't see us so often. And there was some drama between her and my mother, and just a very tumultuous family uh, dynamics on my mother's side of the family. Seemed like that anyway. So um, I learned that she died today, this morning. And I just think about that, you know, like everybody, as you're driving around, as you're doing all the little things you do, as I'm you know, fretting over the, my schedule or the the time that I, you know, wish I had more of and all the things that I want to do and these vacations that are, that are coming up in a week or two or a month away. Got a couple nice vacations scheduled. I'm happy for that. I think that it's important that we do these things because we do work so hard. We do lose sight of the things that really matter sometimes. And so we need to take time. We need to we need to slow things down, and make time to um, for one another, and to decompress, and to really consider what is important in life. But it's pretty trippy if you think about it, how we can be thinking about the big questions of life, you know, debating these things and pondering things and dreaming and trying to realize our dreams and grinding out another work day or whatever we want to do we have all these things we want to get done and it really could all be over tomorrow for these particular people 
that I, 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 I've lost recently. It, it has been. It's over now. You know, the, the physical selves anyway. My visits with them and my correspondences with them, even if a lot of it was, you know, via phone or internet, I won't have those conversations anymore. I won't have that, that opportunity in this lifetime to have those conversations. And what's to become of me? What's to become of, of other people that I'm, I lo- know and love? You know, we're all going to die eventually, just like that cicada that I ate earlier today. And so, as a wise man once said, we need to either get busy living or get busy dying. You know, I am desperate to do as much good as I can do and and accomplish the things that I want to accomplish and and discover um, you know try to come to some conclusions as to what living well means to me and and how can I impact as many people as I possibly can and <clears throat> it's truly an honor here I am on this beautiful afternoon watching football players and you know I'm at my kids high school who will be attending next year Satterton High School got the girls volleyball team out there hitting balls got the boys you know football squad out there doing their thing and summer has begun it's a moment and a time period that we've been waiting for and we just need to make the absolute best of it and not take anything for granted. It's something to try to really figure out what you what you want out of life and what is best in this life and, and how to best spend your time. It's it's really interesting to me. People complain about work, yet work is a big part of our lives. You know, I was talking to my sister recently, her Boyfriend, boyfriend is going to have an opportunity to retire in a couple of years as a fireman. He's thinking about that, like, what the hell do we do? What will he do? What would I do? Retirement, I'm going to start calling it the faux finish line. F-A-U-X. The faux finish line, because we can't wait to get there. Not have to work anymore. Not have to, you know punch a clock anymore or whatever but there's some of the you know we have to take all we can get all the positives we can possibly get out of this this life and we work as much as we our home at least so I'm th- I'm honored and thankful that I'll be able to uh you know, make my own way and run the office and do my carving and do my teaching and I'm thankful for all of it. Even I'm always constantly, just like the rest of us, I'm jockeying around trying to figure out what's the best use of my time and how can I squeeze in all the things that I want to do in addition to all the things that I have, I have to do for other people and I love to do for other people. So anyway, a little reflective afternoon podcast. It is Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. I'm going to friggin' take this walk now. 
as the sun starts to close down on the horizon and head home. Start it all over tomorrow. Hope you're having a good week, my friends. Huh! <laughs>